I have the opinion of the Court in Case 17-1011, JAM versus International Finance Corporation. In the wake of World War II, the United States and many of its allies joined together to establish a host of new international organizations. Those organizations, such as the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, and the World Health Organization, were designed to allow member countries to collectively pursue goals such as stabilizing the international economy, rebuilding war-torn nations, and maintaining international peace and security. This case is about whether such international organizations can be sued. In 1945, anticipating that many of these organizations would be headquartered in the United States, Congress passed the International Organizations Immunities Act. That act grants international organizations, this is a quote, the same immunity from suit as is enjoyed by foreign governments. Now, at the time the Act was passed, foreign governments enjoyed virtually absolute immunity from suit. In 1952, however, the State Department adopted new rules allowing foreign governments to be sued in certain circumstances. In particular, the new rules allowed foreign governments to be sued in connection with commercial activity. According to the State Department, the new rules were needed to account for the growing tendency of foreign governments to engage in such commercial activity. Now, the question in this case is what immunity international organizations enjoy. Recall that the International Organizations Immunities Act grants them the same immunity as foreign governments. Now, that law was passed in 1945. So did Congress mean the same immunity foreign sovereigns enjoyed in 1945, virtually absolute immunity, or did Congress mean that the immunity of international organizations would change whenever the immunity of foreign sovereigns changed, which would mean that international organizations would have only limited immunity today? The respondent in this case is the International Finance Corporation, an international development bank headquartered just up Pennsylvania Avenue. The IFC finances private sector projects in developing countries around the world. Now, about 10 years ago, the IFC helped finance the construction of a power plant in Jurat, India. The petitioners before us are mainly farmers and fishermen who live near the power plant. They assert that the power plant has polluted the air, land, and water around where they live. Because the IFC helped finance the power plant, the farmers and fishermen sought to hold the IFC responsible for the damage allegedly caused by it. They sued the IFC, but the IFC claimed it was immune from suit. It argued that, under the International Organizations Immunities Act, it is entitled to the virtually absolute immunity from suit that foreign governments enjoyed when the Act was passed in 1945. We disagree. The Act affords international organizations like the IFC only the more limited immunity from suit that foreign governments enjoy today. The Act's language is best understood to continuously link the immunity of international organizations to the immunity of foreign governments. The Act could have stated that international organizations shall enjoy absolute immunity from suit or specified some other fixed level of immunity, but it did not. Instead, it employs a same-as formulation that is commonly used in statutes to place two groups on an equal footing going forward. The Civil Rights Act of 1866, for instance, gave the newly freed slaves the same right to make and enforce contracts and buy and sell property as is enjoyed by white citizens. 
that was obviously intended to guarantee continuous equality, not to freeze equal treatment as of 1866. Likewise, the Act here makes international organization immunity and foreign sovereign immunity continuously equivalent by granting international organizations the same immunity as is enjoyed by foreign governments. That reading is further supported by a canon of interpretation known as the reference canon. According to that guide to statutory interpretation, when a statute refers to the law on a subject generally, the referring statute changes as the law it refers to changes. Here, the International Organization Immunities Act refers generally to the immunity enjoyed by foreign governments, so it adopts the law of foreign sovereign immunity as it exists on any given day, not just in 1945. Today, that means adopting the more limited immunity that foreign governments currently enjoy. In practical terms, that means international organizations such as the IFC may be subject to suit in certain limited circumstances, including in connection with certain kinds of commercial activity. Now, the IFC contends that our reading of the Act would produce undesirable results. According to the IFC, permitting international organizations to be sued would undermine their ability to fulfill their missions by allowing courts to second-guess their decisions and exposing them to money damage awards. Permitting such lawsuits, the IFC argues, would also invite an unwelcome flood of foreign plaintiff litigation into U.S. courts. We think these concerns are inflated. For one thing, the immunity provision at issue here is simply a default rule. International organizations are always free to provide in their charters for greater or even absolute immunity from suit if they need such immunity in order to carry out their missions. Many organizations, such as the United Nations and the International Monetary Fund, have done just that. For another reason, there's no, reason, there, there's no grounds for thinking that subjecting international organizations to the same limited immunity from suit that foreign governments receive would expose such organizations to excessive liability. Just because an international organization is engaged in commercial activity does not mean it is automatically subject to suit. Under the relevant immunity rules, other requirements must also be met. For example, the commercial activity must have a sufficient connection to the United States, and any lawsuit must actually be based upon the commercial activity itself. Just as in litigation against foreign governments, these familiar requirements would limit international organization exposure to suit. The judgment of the Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit is reversed, and the case is remanded for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. Justice Breyer has filed a dissenting opinion. Justice Kavanaugh took no part in the consideration or decision of this case.